0: I'm live. Hey everybody
1: Hey! How are you? I'm good. We're having a little bit technical issue right there. Yeah. Okay. So, I wanted to have you as a guest on my show. Okay. Okay. And I wanna introduce what my show is about first. Okay. And I also uh, prepared introduction paragraph for you.
0: Okay. Okay. Will I be famous after this show? Is it like? Yeah. For I'll sure. be I'll be a big star or something like that.
1: <laughs> For sure, yes. I mean, okay. you already. All okay, right. Okay, so my. <laughs> okay, so this is. Um. Okay, so my name is Natsune. Um, I'm a host of Life Up Education TV. And yeah. Today I wanted to. <laughs> it's actually vice versa, right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I should present myself, right? You probably have a hell of a lot. <laughs> no, no, lot I mean. I'm viewers than I do. Your <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> so, uh. Okay.
1: Shouldn't should we like switch to my account so that, you know, you're the guest or it doesn't matter? Uh,
0: isn't it the same though?
1: No, no, it's not the same. We're hosting on your photo. Works.
0: That's cool though. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I think they can come in. They'll see you and they'll see me too at the same time. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So today thank you for having me on your instagram life <laughs> today of
0: course wanted, you're welcome buddy i wanted to buddy. have an
1: interview with you because i am a host of life up education tv and life up education tv is a show where i interview high achievers and people with inspirational stories right so and i know that your story uh and actually as I was writing your story as a guest, um it was a lot of fun to write, and I didn't struggle at all because you're a super interesting person, probably like the most interesting person that I know.
0: Wait, let me fix my hair while you say that <laughs> look good you know?
1: <laughs> okay so uh can i can I kind of share what I wrote for you? okay, okay. We'll share what you wrote okay. then
0: yeah
1: so I said. Welcome, everybody. Today's guest is a Swedish serial entrepreneur who made it. Oh, sorry, one more time. One more time. Okay, it goes. Today's guest is a su- Swedish serial entrepreneur who moved to Shanghai and came to Japan. Studied acting while modeling. Started his own company as a foreigner living in Tokyo. Works with numbers of highly respected big brands, including multinational corporations, Toyota, and Tokyo Japanese uh, Exchange, and so many more brands. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think is... I
0: think you're writing a little bit too much about me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I I mean That's you. That's very have, sweet of you. This is so little of you like there's just so much goes into who you are i just kind of had to like rush it to like write everything but if i actually spend like a lot of uh, you know solid time trying to write about you i i can promise i can make like a movie out of it (laughs) Really? but yeah well that being said you're a very interesting person
0: well thank you very much
1: yeah like i wanted to uh interview you on the show because one of the big I guess one of the major messages I sent out with Life Up Education TV is uh, being courageous in life, right? And you are very courageous in life, so I wanted to kind of pick up your brain and, you know, uh, teach that to everybody else, make it available for everybody
0: else. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so today. I got shy now. <laughs> well no, I'm I mean really like you deserve this. So today's it. interview is gonna be very casual because me and you are like best friends. Um yeah. so I didn't particularly prepare any any kinds of questions, any questions particularly. Okay. Uh because I wanted to kind of, you know, make make it more conversational. All right, all right. Yeah. So let's let's talk about you, okay? Let's talk about you.
0: Oh no, let, can I introduce you as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: of course. Okay, let me introduce you. So, um, this is my best friend, Nana. She is by far one of the most energetic people I know. She has, um, uh, you know, every time I've ever been in trouble, she's always come to my aid. She has um, created, you know, uh, several businesses already, you know, um, with... um, Uh, An online shop uh, with million billion dollar baby store, uh, billion dollar baby store, and (laughs) uh, life up uh, education Education TV. TV. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and also not only that. I mean, I mean, you just wrote a book and you just finished it. So this (laughs) is, I mean, who does that?
1: By the way, 450 pages. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, who does that? Who writes a book? And who writes 450 pages in a book? (laughs) Amazing people do that. That's what amazing people do. So
1: it took me a long time to finish. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. I learned a lot too.
0: Yeah. So I I was really impressed by everything you've done. Thank you very
1: much. This This is very kind of you too. Okay. So. I want to talk about you today, okay? Okay. Okay. So, well, give us a little bit of background. I mean, I know you very much because you know we're best friends, but I never really heard the entire story of of you, really. Like, you you talk to me like here and there, right? Like you pick up story from.
0: Here I see. And there,
1: but, yeah. So, can you tell me the entire story of your life story?
0: Oh, uh, Okay. Well, um, it started at the end of the world, um, basically Sweden, Gothenburg. So this is like a place that is super remote. Like, I mean, it's far away from everything um, that anybody on this side of the planet would ever imagine, you know, like it's very far away. And um, it's a small place. And it's a place where everybody knows everybody. It's a place where you grow up and you know who lives in this building, who lives in that building, you know, Who's the richest guy in the city? You know, who's the poorest guys in, in the city? And I started uh, maybe working a bit, like, a little bit young because I was always curious about money. I was always curious about doing things, etc. cetera. And um, that kind of led me to kind of like, okay, well, I like working. I like doing things. I like exploring. And I think this is the basic, uh, like, human uh, thing which is curiosity and exploring your curiosity. And I think everybody has that. Everybody wakes up one day and they're like curious about something new. They get bored of something old very fast and then they want to do new things, you know? And, and the same was I. Right. But uh, since Gothenburg then, I moved to uh, China and I studied there. I studied acting and theater, etc. Um, at the same time, I studied like the like university economics and stuff like that on the online Swedish university system so that, that was kind of interesting and then um, after China and I think <clears throat> this is where like i 'm going to tell you one thing where uh, where I did not you know where i I was not brave and it was actually there was this um, character, this famous person called uh, James Bond, right? And Craig Daniel, the actor, Craig Daniel, had had just become James Bond. And he came out in an interview and he said, it took me 15 years to make it in the acting industry. And at that point, I was like, whoa, I have to be broke and starving for 15 years until I make it in the acting, you know, Mm -hmm. before I can eat. And that's what he explained that it was. And at that point I was like, ah, man, I gotta innovate. I gotta do something different. Um, I like acting, I like storytelling, I like doing all that stuff. So um, I moved to Japan and I started studying, uh, um, well, more theater here as well as um, I started modeling. And then at that point I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I don't have to be broken act. Maybe I can do it differently. Maybe I can, you know, find a way. Maybe, you know, um, I can do it just differently. Maybe it won't be as fast as Greg Daniel did. Sure, it took him 15 years still, but you know, like still, he's one of the most famous actors in the world, right? So um, I said to myself, okay, well, why don't I open something that has to do with what I love? Um, where, Where I first started, I started making a photo studio. And I started doing a photo studio. I got more and more interested. And I was like, okay, well, this is very interesting. And then I started doing, I uh, started making videos. I started working at an advertisement agency. And then when I learned everything, when I, when I realized everything, I met one of the best guys I've ever met in my entire life, which was uh, my business partner, whose, whose name's uh Connor Sullivan, which you met. Uh, and Connor then said, you know, let's do this together. Let's do it. Let's start um, an advertisement agency. And then we did. And now, four years down the road, I can start acting again. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, because I remember you also told me about um, having the event company, you know, that was yeah. like one of the very early venture of yours. Right? Like, can you explain Absolutely. also?
0: So, so when I was in Sweden, I started my first company when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically with my uh, brothers and I said, um, you know, we needed ways to make money. And, and, and I I was bored of this, you know, working at some cafe, McDonald's, whatever it was, making like 10 bucks an hour. And I think these ideas basically come from my older brother. I was lucky I had an older brother, who, um, uh, my brother Carl, who was extremely... Uh, let's do it, let's do it us and let's do it together, you know? Mm-hmm. So what we did was we um, went to all the concerts and all the arenas in all of Scandinavia. I we went to Oslo, we went to Gothenburg, went to Stockholm uh, and we kind of contracted with them outside and then we started selling Coca-Cola, airplugs, hot dogs, anything anything like, you know, even football t-shirts on football tournaments, whatever. And people who came to these concerts, like Mm -hmm. just like, yo guys, you want to buy something? We got some, (laughs) hey, (laughs) you know, uh, that kind of casualty and they they just loved it and they just bought from us. So um, uh, Mm -hmm. after six years, I was basically like number one uh, in all of Scandinavia. I had ninety percent of the market. Wow! Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It took six years, but you know, and there was a lot of people to compete out. So, mm. so
1: I'm so I'm taking a note because I wanted to make a follow-up questions, right? So, okay, you mentioned a few things that triggered my interest. Uh, one okay. of the, one of them is when you talk about curiosity. So you said that everybody has curiosity, and I agree. But how? Why do you think so many people are scared right like their their uh, fear always wins over curiosity so many people yeah. this is the way usually but what what do you think about you um makes your cur- curiosity wins over the fear why are you so adventurous how can everybody become like
0: you so in in, in my case it was a, a, you know i i think it was desperation that pushed my curiosity. I, I was always in a situation which was like, okay, well, uh shit, the world just fell apart and I gotta do something, you know? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well let's look at a million options and then let's do let's just do it. <laughs> half a million options and let's Mm -hmm. see what works and then okay well, all of these works let's go for it Mm -hmm. and and I and I think that this this kind of comes but but it's not necessarily it it, that's not necessary though I think it's a lot of mindset and I think it's a lot of um blocking so Mm -hmm. when we're kids when we're when we're growing up you grow up and you're told no your whole life basically um and this is from your parents trying to protect you when you say, um, when you try to, you know, grab a cookie or try to drink uh, chocolate or whatever it is, or, you know, like uh, walking on a table or, you know, climbing around in the house or whatever it is. And your parents going to come up to you and say no. And this basically blocks your mind. It blocks your mind a lot. So a lot of people, they have a lot of blockage, blocks, mind blocks.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
0: Uh, in their mind Mm -hmm. and I was lucky because I studied theater and theater uh, what you do, the first thing you do is to unblock this like so for example in theater you can't say no, you can only say yes but also when somebody in theater when they give you something or, uh, or hand you something and tells you this is a fork you can't say no, 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 this is not a fork it's a spoon, you can't say that if it is a spoon, you got to make it into a fork. So um, these kind of this kind of thinking unblocks your mind a lot. And since I practiced it a lot, um, this always took me to places where, you know, I always had no objections to try something. I could always try something. There was nothing that ever held me back from trying something, whatever it was. You know, I would just, okay, well, let's try it. Let's see where it goes. Let's find out more information about it. And if you have these blocks in your mind, people don't, they don't move on them, you know, like they kind of, Mm -hmm. oh, well, yeah, well, maybe this will happen, or maybe that will happen, or maybe to be a negative income, so uh, outcome, so yeah, nah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also, um, I very much agree with you. And I think that's, um, wait, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so next one.
0: No, I want to have you comment? Come on. No, I girl. I forgot what What do, you, to... think, what do you think? Okay. No,
1: no, no. Okay, so next next one. So another thing I um that triggered my interest too, uh, as you were speaking, was the selling skill. So yeah. you you seem to be like very good salesman, and you started selling at the very early age you know but yeah. what do you think what is your definition of sales like what do you think um, are the qualities that makes a salesman a good salesman
0: sales is only one thing and it's making belief that's what it is if you believe in something mm-hmm. people believe you if you don't believe in it people are not gonna believe you and sales is all make believe like 100 like if you believe it in something you will buy it and if you mm-hmm. don't believe it in it you won't so whoever you know if somebody tries to sell to you and he's really good at you know getting you to believe in in what he's selling and then he needs the last thing which is a need you know he needs to have a need for it you know so uh uh, he will buy that's it and uh, um, for
1: example i want to dig a little bit deeper into that so you said that you were selling you know Good to relate it to your events, right? Yes. But then when it comes to small stuff like this, it's kind of hard to make a belief. Like what do you mean by that in, in terms of whatever you were selling?
0: Okay. So listen to this. I was selling airplugs at concerts. Mm-hmm. And the first thing people would tell me is like, <laughs> Why would I ever need airplugs at a <laughs> concert? <laughs> That's so stupid. You're an idiot. You should go home. <laughs> And you know, and it sounds stupid, right? But then you have to make people believe that this is the is what they need. So I go like, but yo, what if you end up right next to a mega speaker? That'll fuck you up, make your head ring for like a week, you know, or whatever. You know, you just like say things, you know. Um, and what, what you know, what if you want to rest yourself? You know, like the it's 120 decibels in there which is like an airplane you know the the sound loudness of an airplane and you go like well what if you want to rest your ears like five minutes just grab a, you know like grab some airplugs. and that didn't work you know people were like yeah but it's still earplugs you know so we had to innovate so we started calling it party plugs you know mm-hmm. and when we started calling it party plugs people just like okay well it's party and it's air plugs fine that's <laughs> some. and whatever you said sure you know you have a point but let's see what happens i'll grab a few so mm-hmm. that's kind of how it works for me and this is about one of the really most simple uh, ideas of mm-hmm. making people believe in what you say you know you, you, mm-hmm. you know you you have to find a uh, you know a reason for people to to buy something from you and when you find it you just you just apply that
1: mm, i see okay well next one yeah i Go for um it. so you said that you were working on the concert uh event company well yeah. the good selling company for six or seven years right yeah. and at such a young age like i wasn't co- persistent as you were when i was teenager i was just like fucking around so this makes me very curious at such an early age because resilience as a concept is something that we have to learn over time, right? Yes. Yeah. As, as more experience comes up, like, available. But then yeah. you were already pretty resistant in that sense. Like, what do you think made you uh, to be very persistent over
0: a long oh, period of time? I have to tell you, when I was young, I was really money horny. Like, like <laughs> really, like, I, I was so money horny. Like, mm-hmm. I saw money and I was like, oh, my God, I got a hard on shit. I got to take more of this stuff. And <laughs> and uh, that that's kind of like, you know, when you, when you had more, like, so let's say, I, you know, I, w- I was in high school, right? Like, or mm-hmm. even like, this was junior, <laughs> oh, This was just high school. And. I was in high school and then all of a sudden when you you have enough money to like buy a car when you can't even drive one, you know, you have enough money to uh, go to every party, uh, you have enough money to party every weekend, you have enough money to do this and that, you know, whatever it was. For me, uh, I like that, you know. I, I, I had an apartment to live in before anybody in my class, you know, like anybody in my school and... I kind of fell in love with that lifestyle, I'd say, and then I kind of like, okay, well, I wanted to be, you know, and I, and I, I think I also saw all of this. this, this was one aspect. And then the other one was, I was a little bit invincible when I was younger. I was really, really invincible. I had a super invincible mindset where I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna be the greatest, Uh, you know, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to do the most that anybody has ever done. Uh, let's do it. I'm going to beat all my town, like whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And when, when you have that, you take massive action. And that's what I did. I just took massive action to the belief that that would just take me somewhere where I wanted to go. And, um, it it did, you know, it it totally did. And now, I, I feel great.
1: Right. But how, like, a lot of people, including myself, like, a lot of times I hear this voice in my head to ask me, like, is this really gonna work? Like, what if I fuck up and I lose everything? Like, how do you fight against that voice? Like, what would <laughs> you do if you were that early age, right? But then you're, you're very early, you don't, you don't know, like, any better and then um, this fear looks just so exaggerated.
0: Um, it, it, it's always going to work. It, it's never not going to work. Uh, so but how can you build that
1: confidence? No, Which is very it's interesting. It's amazing.
0: No, because no, it's a fact. It, it, it is a fact. It always works. It never doesn't work. Not one time in my life has I, have I ever done something and I didn't get something out of it, not once. I always got something out of it. Maybe it wasn't what I wanted, maybe it wasn't what I expected, but it did take me somewhere else where I wanted to go. So, I mean, if you, a a lot of people have this failure, you know, like, oh, well, I'll fail and this and that, but that's a lie, you know, you you don't fail. It's, it's, you never fail. You just, you just move on, you go somewhere else. And, um, and, and and it's a part of it. And if you, I used to call it high rolling or, or, you know, balling or whatever you want to call it, you know? And that's basically the idea of just moving forward and doing what, you, you know, like doing something that you like. And if you can't find a value That says like okay well i like doing this and that in itself has value to me then i mean then you're not doing something that you like but even though you're not doing something that you like you still learn something new so you're not failing either way but if you're doing something that you like even though it's not making any money right now i mean how is that a fail like you just spend some time doing something that you like. I mean, how is that a fail? You know, how is that how does that how does that end up on minus? Let's say that you even invested money and you did something that you like. How many times did you go to the bar and not invested money, but you spent money and you did something that you like and you never regretted it. Never. Mm-hmm. You just went, "Hell yeah, I spent mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right, I had a good time." Why can't you do that for yourself? You know, like why can't you do that into yourself, your own personality or whatever it is? You know, so you, I, I don't believe that you fail.
1: Right, I see. Yeah, I this actually makes me remember of something that I was thinking about the other day. Like a lot of people are so cynical that yeah. they have to like think like when it comes to dream and when it comes to pursuing, uh, yeah, the thing that they want. Yeah, their mindset really shifts, and they become very cynical. And they say, "This thing that I'm about to work on needs to prove me first before it starts working for me." And that life doesn't really work like that. You have to fucking work for yourself. Yeah, you have to build up. You have to be the one who puts out the energy first to to get something out of it. And then, like you said, like the bar thing, or when it comes to um, not not about pursuing a dream, like people just Consume stuff and you know spend money in you know stupid ways and they never regret. So yeah, I very resonate with what you said.
0: But you know, you will find a lot of haters and and naysayers in your life. You know that 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 you know you'll have an idea, mm-hmm. and then the first thing they try to do is they try to neg your idea and say, hey, you know you're an idiot that will never work a million people that's tried that they just mm-hmm. you know it never happens or this and that or right. yeah.
1: so but i was mm-hmm. yeah go for it so i i actually made a video about this today earlier okay
0: okay, uh, okay. and okay. i called
1: cool. it i called it as the fear of being incorrect in the culture yeah. of capitalism
0: i see and I see.
1: what it means is that we are living in the world of capitalism, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's fantastic that we built this society in that way. However, the capitalism also comes with a cost. And I see this as one of the costs that we are facing as a result of capitalism. And what it means is in capitalism, uh, you needed to dominate the market. You needed to be the authority of the market. You needed to um, be uh, correct the voice of the market, right? Like you, the more attention you grab, the more profit you're likely to make. And that equals to you being the authority of whatever the industry you're pursuing. So people care a lot about being correct, you know? People, because it's, you know, in a pure perspective of capitalism, that's how they gain money. But then when it comes to life, it not, Aside from business perspective, when it comes to life as a bigger picture, you're never really incorrect things don't really have a, things don't really represent the right or wrong because opinion is just an opinion, and everybody has different lifestyle, different beliefs different everything so one idea might not be helpful for some group of people, but then this idea can be helpful for other pe- other kinds of group of people so I think this fear is especially imposed by the system we live on, which is capitalism, um, Yeah, where everybody wants to look strong and everybody wants to look right. But then if we talk about, you know, more human, humanistic, you know, aspects of life and also leadership and, you know, things like this, I don't think being correct is necessarily the right word to use. I think you should be you should try to be helpful rather than being, uh, look, come out as a authoritative or correct figure, you know, the voice with the correct opinion. So that's, that's what I talked about in the video.
0: I also think it has a little bit to do with the mission that you set up for yourself. Mm-hmm. A, lo- a lot of people, they, they, they set the mission, you know, at, at. You know, they make like a thing and they say, I want to get here. This is the place I want to get. If I don't get there, I'm failing, you know. But, you know, they they kind of don't set up, you know, like, okay, well, if I get here, I fail or something like that. Instead of doing that, I think, you know, you should set up, okay, by doing this, uh, I'm going to succeed in maybe get, if, if I get there, I succeed. If I learn something, I succeed. If I uh, find out what I want in life, I succeed. If I realize I don't want this, I succeed. If I uh, come up with an idea that I didn't have before, I succeed. What Whatever it is, you know, like you can set up a lot more success factors than mm. just, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm just going there. And that might help to to kill the 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 failure fear uh, that most people have, I think.
1: I agree. I agree. This is actually pretty interesting because that's exactly one of the things I talked about in my book. Ah! (laughs) Telepathy, right?
0: Yeah, man. That's cool. All right. Tell us about that. Tell us a little bit more about that, though. Like, What did you talk about in your book?
1: Yeah, well... It's a lot man. It's 400 pages <laughs> after all. So I can I can't, can't really like compact all of it right yeah. now, but my book is about um it's a tool to help you create the mental transformation that you need from mm. being scared of, you know, experiencing adversity which you needed to experience in order for you to really succeed. Yeah going from that to a person who's the first one to commit and decide to take action in life, right? So during this process, you have to go through, um, you have to go through different phases of mental transformation. First, you start from building courage and building momentum, which takes a little bit of inspiration and desperation as you talked earlier. And the second phase goes, uh, face and resilience, which phase is like absolutely like mandatory (laughs) for any success story, right? But this is the phase a lot of people tend to fail. But then I put out some mental tools that you can use uh, that's going to shift your mindset around resilience, around failure in the book. So if you read these chapters about you know, resilience, keeping up the resilience, you will learn how to look at failures and how to really shift your mindset around that. Were you about to say something?
0: By, by resilience, you mean like, um, like if you do something long enough, you'll succeed kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Perseverance,
1: yeah. So okay. having the perseverance in your plan, right? And then the third one comes more of a uh, deflection of your success or deflection of your journey. So uh resilience is important, but I'm ending my book with a chapter that talks about what is success in life, right? Oh. So even if uh, we want to succeed, we have this mission we are going after and everything like that. Like at the end of the day, the most important thing is not necessarily the destination. As we spoke about this before too, right? Yeah but yeah. it's really not the destination. As you said, like the things you can learn, the emotions you can create and how much more
0: uh, you're...
1: I'm seeing something
0: <laughs> No, sorry. I double tap the screen and it goes yeah. like to the other way. Sorry. Yeah, don't
1: worry. So, but I don't wanna share all, all about it because I really want people to read it. Um, It's an amazing book. I got uh, so far, well, I got editor's reviews up on my website, so if anybody's interested. And actually, it's interesting that my third phase that I just described has been the favorite chapters for both the editors, yeah. so you'll pro- uh, you'll enjoy the chapter as well. Um, but that being said, um, I think I'm gonna close this for today. I think okay. I got a lot of good contents from you today, so thank you very really? much. Yeah. Hey, oh, really uh, Just talk. Yeah, do the YouTube. same, girl. Yeah. Just
0: have some more discussions like
1: Yeah, we need to create how do we some more manage series.
0: Life? How do we become like cool people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's but do it. But this is
1: just the first first one, right? First episode uh, between us. So, we probably yeah. ha- um, we're going to probably improve our quality as yeah. We- yeah, yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> move forward but you gotta start somewhere you know
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: so okay yeah, i
0: love that it's so fun all right
1: <laughs> perfect so i'll i'll see you on friday i think
0: yeah absolutely okay, perfect thank you so- buddy take care take care yeah. right. Bye. bye